Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, if you follow me on Instagram, you will know I have a very weird and strange obsession with my fridge. I'm keeping it organised, tidy, and every week when I do my food shop, I come home, I take everything out of the wrappers and put them into lovely, clean, clear glass containers. I put them into my fridge and for the 10 minutes it takes me to do it, I have peace and tranquility in my life. It's very sad, but I absolutely love it. I have found over the course of time that everyone else has become obsessed with the two. The fridge has now got on national radio, national television, and pretty much all around the country and all over Instagram every Sunday. People get very, very uh, attached to my fridge and what's in it and send me lots of really weird DMs. Properly sorting your weekly food shop into sealed containers, it can make it look neat and tidy and, in my opinion, amazing. But also it helps to tackle food waste and even keep some foods fresher for longer or does it well what else about food storage and preparation do we need to know and this week i am excited nervous uh worried about what she's going to tell me i'm joined by agnes boucher hayes home economist at tus midwest to talk us through everything from food storage to food safety and is my fridge actually healthy or not agnes i'm really looking forward to this welcome to the show how's it going uh, very well thank you very much for having me and i think i'm as nervous as you are it's my oh you'll be fine don't be silly. it'll be great well so it's become a really big thing mm-hmm. uh, and for me it was just something i like structure and organization it goes at my job it's kind yeah. of part of my thing uh and i just started doing it with no scientific background, no qualification whatsoever. And it looks nice. So people on Instagram said, oh, that's lovely. And they've all started to do the same. Mm. Am I mad? Uh, well, it does look lovely and it does look really neat. And your fridge looks really clean as well, which, you know, are there's some of the points that we're going to pick up. Um, I think you were, you hit a couple of nails on the head there. You are a very organised person when it comes to your food. You're, you're methodical and you are very organised about your shopping, your meal planning and preparation, which is crucial for you. But also you mentioned food waste and meal planning and preparation is essential for you know to limit to eliminate food waste particularly with the rising food costs that we have at the minute so using your fridge efficiently can help drive down some of the energy costs but also the food waste so your fridge i've 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 followed you <laughs> you know this i, I and i have examined it <laughs> Uh, but it is with serious I, detail. With, yeah, yeah, well, you know, but what I've seen from your fridge is that yes, you do your glass containers. That's a good step. And it, first question is: Are they uh, so? I, uh, as a pure consumer, mm. uh, went first to plastic and mm-hmm. then I've gone to glass because mm-hmm. for loads of reasons. But one, I actually find they keep the food fresher. Yeah. Or maybe in my head. No, 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 no. You're perfectly correct there. So you see, the glass actually absorbs the cold. So when you open and close your fridge, you're actually keeping the food inside at a more constant temperature. So one of the things that happens to people is that they go rooting in their fridge and they can't find things. But yours, you know, and therefore the door stays open and the temperature goes up. And that's not what you want. And 
the rule of thumb is for about 30 seconds uh, that your door is open, it takes 45 minutes to bring the temperature in the whole fridge back down again. So while that's happening... For 30 seconds? For 30, 30 to 60 seconds. So you know when you have wow. your, that door open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I counted. <laughs> and I'm only joking. But... You know, it does. Your compressor then has to work harder to bring the food to bring the food the temperature back down again. But glass helps that. So glass is a more it's no more sustainable, um, and it's more energy efficient, and the food does stay colder for longer. Um, the size of your containers that's another thing you have to consider because you don't want to be cooling air in a container. So making sure that there's an appropriate, like that the containers are filled appropriately. So if you're if you're filling for a freezer, you'll always leave a little bit at the top to allow for expansion. But when you're filling for a fridge, you'll actually remove as much air as possible because the microbes, you know, uh, bacteria like air and they like oxygen. So that that's makes a lot where, of sense. That yeah. makes low because uh, actually <laughs> it's we're going to geeky. But, this but is some it. of the containers that have switched mm-hmm. recently are are smaller mm-hmm. and they're fuller mm-hmm. and are lasting long longer yeah and we, we go through our fridge quite quickly right you so do, yeah. over the course of a week we'll pretty much empty the whole fridge with yeah. the exception of maybe some ketchup and some mayonnaise but we'll generally yeah. go through the whole fridge within the, the course of seven days mm-hmm. so there isn't a lot of stuff left stuff isn't left sitting yeah. but definitely when they're fuller they do seem to last longer yeah they do because well you also have to allow air to circulate around so if you have appropriately sized containers and you don't have them right up to the very top of your fridge you allow the air to circulate you're allowing the fridge to do what it's going to do which is remove the hot air, keep the cold air. And remember, hot air rises, cold air goes to the bottom. So your coldest part of the fridge would probably be at the bottom. But if you have a fridge that has a small freezer part at the top, it'll be colder up there because that's where the compressor is. So around where the freezer is. So what we're going to talk about today and where you store things may change depending on the variety of the fridge that you have and read the manual, you know, which no one I ever does. No, no, no. no. no I'll don't. give some, so I, I might give information me, t- Let's today. start there. Talk us through <clears> that. So in terms of what should be in the, the different layers of okay. the fridge. So, so starting from the bottom. Well, we'll start from, if you do, start, we'll so start top. from the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, so you'll keep your, if you have things like olives, sun-dried tomatoes, things that don't need to be cooked before. So you'll keep your fridge. Okay, let's start at the very start. Your optimum uh, uh, temperature for a fridge is between zero to five degrees, ideally around four, because then you have a degree or two to work with where you're actually looking for consistency of temperature. So anything from five to 63 degrees is what's called the danger zone. So we're always trying for food safety to keep the temperature down or keep the temperature up if we're cooking and to reach core temperatures. So simple. So we, so four, four so is the magic four. number. Four is kind of the magic yep. number. So everyone who's listening, go mm. to your fridges tonight or today if you're listening, mm. go to the temperature thing. I might have a button that goes up or down. Some of them are, are dials. Now, well, now, so if you have a dial, one to five is strength usually. So if it's one, it's weaker and five is stronger. So the colder will be five. So it'll be probably around three or four. But if we're looking at temperature wise, if you happen to have a thermometer, you can put it into the fridge. They're not that expensive. You can pick them up like in different shops, like ones that I've seen are in. um, I've seen them in Tiger or in a kitchen shop or a knickknack shop. Sometimes they're my personal favorites. I love a kitchen shop. (laughs) And you can pick up um, little fridge, little fridge um, thermometers. So there are going to be different pockets in your fridge that might be colder. So the back of your fridge could be much colder because that's where all the temperature is. So and where the heat is being drawn out from the fridge and, you know, where the gases change and where the fridge does its fridge magic. 
But it is a very hard working machine inside in your kitchen, so you have to treat it a little bit better. So one to five degrees is optimum optimum temperature. And the top of your fridge would be cool, would be warmer. So up there, you're going to store things that you don't have to reheat or cook again. So your olives, um, you might store some condiments up there if you don't store them in the door of the fridge. Now, remember, every time you open the door, now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Every time you open the door, what's on the side of the door is exposed to more of the temperature that's in the kitchen. Of course. So if the more constant temperature will be in the chamber itself, in the actual fridge. So what should go in those? So I'm trying to think of my fridge, what's in those doors. The sauces are on one side and the milk is on the other. Yeah. And, you know, within, and that's perfectly fine as long as the milk is being turned over. Um, because sometimes if you keep for consistency, you'll keep, some people might keep the, the, the milk in the fridge itself, particularly in summertime. So you'll keep your uh, cooked products on the top of the fridge. Then in the middle of the fridge, you might keep some dairy. You might keep eggs if you're going to keep them in a oh, fridge. Okay. Oh, OK. We'll go, yeah. we'll, we'll go to eggs when yeah. we get through this. But yeah, because eggs you are might very keep, topical. But again, it's to do with just constant temperature and to reduce. What we're trying to do with a fridge and refrigeration is just reduce down the rate of bacteria growth, mm-hmm. prevent enzymes, you know, working too quickly. And that's and with bacteria, microbes, they love heat, they love oxygen, they love warmth, they need food. Same as ourselves, you know, 37 degrees is where they deal with optimally. So if we keep the temperatures low below the five degrees, we're reducing their rate of productivity. So therefore, we're trying to keep our food a little bit fresher for longer. Um, also, you will have uh, your meat then will be down maybe on the next shelf so down again. Cooked or uncooked? Uncooked. 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 Yeah. The cooked can be kept at the top. top yeah. um, but that's to avoid cross-contamination as well. So the, uh, it, it, drip. By dripping, isn't it? Drip, yeah. yeah. And a lot of fridges now you'll find will have whole shelves and that's one of the safeguards against it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where it may not have had before. So, you know, there could have been racks before, but now... Of course, the shelves have little lips on them so that it doesn't... To try and prevent, even if you had a lettuce that might have been left somewhere. This is (laughs) fascinating. I'm learning so much about fridges and I don't do a lot of... This is like your home economics. Absolutely. That makes total logical sense when you you actually talk it through. And home economics is more or less just practical stuff that you do inside in a home. So that's just, you know, hopefully we can transfer a little bit of that across. Um, So then on your bottom shelf, you'll have, I would put um, things like a meat. If I had a steak, I might put that into a glass container to prevent any drip or put it on a plate and cover it with cling film or reusable top because we have to be a little bit aware of... um, um, you know, the environment and what we're using and how much of things we're using. And we're very fortunate that we've got now lots of options for reusability and composting because the multiples and different shops that sell us things ha- are very aware of that. And then you get to the bottom of your fridge. Now, this is the one where people get a little bit confused. What yeah. goes in the drawers? So I put whatever in is the handiest. There's no science to it. What's, well, that's, that's, a, that's actually a lie. I put the meat, the uncooked meats in one of the drawers, mm-hmm. the fish in the other one, Separate, and then underneath I put the Lucy stuff. So apples, oranges, pl- apples, plums, pears, stuff like that. Generally, yeah. So you, when you have these drawers, they're created in the fridge. There's an awful lot of science. Like people have spent an awful boffins in labs have spent a lot of time designing these. But what you're doing is you're preventing, you're allowing humidity to build up. So humidity is what vegetables like. Oh yeah, that's a slider thing. Okay, so I have yeah. a slider on my in the drawer which says low to high. Yeah. You can adjust it. Well, you can adjust it or some people just have a drawer in the more, more basic forms of fridges. Now my own fridge, I have two drawers and I'll put vegetables into one 
or I'll put and maybe fruit into the other. But if I don't have enough room, I won't mix the fruit and veg together because a lot of fruit produces a gas called ethylene and ethylene causes vegetables. Some vegetables are very sensitive, but it causes food to go off quicker. Okay. Or to degradation in in a faster form. So okay, you try so keep to keep fruit those and veg sep- separate. separately, yeah. Okay. And you keep your and like strawberries, you might notice they're very sensitive. If you put strawberries and vegetables in together, they're very sensitive mm. to um, ethylene, and the, the you know they they overripe and they can degradate really really quickly, and that causes food waste. And you don't need to do that when they're expensive. They're an expensive fruit, particularly out of season. But other things, um, curiously enough, like you wouldn't keep a cucumber in a fridge. Really? Funnily, yeah. You probably use your cucumbers. I, on the other hand, may not use mine as quickly <laughs> as I should. Where do they, where do they, they go in the pantry then? They go in the pantry, yeah. yeah or they can okay. just be left in a cool, dark, dry place. As with, um, uh, as with tomatoes, because tomatoes, you want the enzymes to keep working and to oh. develop the flavour. Um, so you'll keep those out of the fridge as well. And potatoes, you wouldn't put potatoes into I'm a, making mental notes as we chat. No, I would never put potatoes in, absolutely. Mm. Cherry tomatoes, I always do and always have done. Now I won't. They could, well, they can sit on your window as long as you're using them. I mean, so you're allowing the enzymes to keep working so that the flavours can come out. But sometimes some of your tomatoes, particularly with the the larger tomatoes, you know, maybe some of the own brand tomatoes, they can come out quite coarse mm. out of the fridge. But that's got to do with the coldness. Now, if you want it chilled for a dish, like, for example, if you were making tzatziki and you wanted it chilled, you could put the cucumber in for half an hour beforehand and then, you know, use it and take it out. But the skin and the water, the amount of water that's in it, they degradate at different times in a fridge. So it's just advocated that it would be it would stay out of a fridge. Fascinating. And you never put your bread in the fridge. No. Oh, you can no, put no, it no. in the freezer to make sure that you don't waste it because yes. you may not. So, you know, but you, um, that would be something just to, to be aware of. And then I know in your fridge, you have a lovely drawer at the bottom. Um, you could put, that's where you could actually keep meat Oh, because yeah. it's so cold and then use one of the upper shelves for the fruit oh. and stone fruit as well produces an awful lot of ethylene gas so will cause things to go off quicker. The pressure of the Instagram video going out today or tomorrow when I do a food <laughs> shop is going to be massive because I'm going to be thinking with this all through my head of what um, reorganise my fridge so what goes wrong. Okay, so basically I put the, the, the uncooked meat and fish and stuff in that bottom shelfy thing, <coughs> separate the veg, separate the fruit, mm-hmm. then go up from there in terms of dairy stuff, yeah. cooked meats, and then up on top, it's kind of condimenty things. Yeah, and I would like what you do. I would put my cheese into a glass oh, yeah, container yeah. because it can it can be quite strong smelling. So that's something you know, and t- to prevent it from contaminating anything else and from absorb, particularly if you like me, like the very smelly cheeses. You know, they can be delicious, but they Absolutely. can honk. Yeah, yeah. And that can actually you don't every time you open the fridge, then you don't want to smell. But a little bit of bicarb soda in a shot glass. Oh yeah in the, the fridge will absorb the smells. It will help remove some of the smells. Yeah, it's and a neutralizer. On that note, then, are, lem- are lemons, it's that an old, old wives tale then as well, that lemons in the fridge absorb smells or is that actual it's science? That- I, I haven't heard that, but okay. I can imagine that the citrus oil would be what would be, yeah. they would be, you but know, maybe talking about soda in a shot glass. That's in, well, that's what's in my fridge and it's just, it absorbs it and you can buy, <clears throat> you can buy deodorizers for fridges. But it does the same thing. It's the same, you know, you can, that 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 will remove some of the odours and absorb some of the odours. 
the back right, right hand side of my fridge. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. This is absolute nerd central. I am sitting here immersing myself in the science of ridges. Stuff you never thought you'd hear on the show and I never th- thought I would hear is absolutely fascinating. Okay, eggs. Eggs. So every time, every time <laughs> I do it, so I, I get the grief I get from people. I get people, I get about over 100 to 150 DMs given out to me. Eggs don't go in fridges. Hmm. So I Googled it, which mm-hmm. is what you do. And Google says that once it's constant, so if you put them in the larder or the fridge, it doesn't matter once that's what you do. Hmm. And basically you can do either or, but that, but, you know, you're not going to die from one or the other. No. <clears throat> so on your eggs, you have use by date. Not a best before, but a use by date. And this is something that I would suggest. And I know we, we've spoken about this already, that um, when you take everything out of its container, you no longer have a use by date and use by dates are there for a very specific reason for food safety. So on your eggs, you have a use by eggs are sold at an ambient temperature inside in the supermarkets or in the shop or farm shop, wherever you happen to buy them or if you collect them yourself. So they can be held outside of a fridge, putting them into a fridge. Remember, all it does is slow down the rate of uh, activity and the amount of um, the exchange of oxygen. So it just slows everything down the enzyme action. So there is it's as they say, six of one, half a dozen the other. If but nothing I, else, I'm happier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now but we're we proper on. Yeah. Now, one of the things is that, you you know, a lot of fridges will have an egg storage part in the door. But again, when you're opening and closing the door, the temperature fluctuates more readily on the door than it does in. So I would suggest. And can I ask you, why would they be in the door then? They just fit it easier. They just, it's, 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 from okay, a design it's a convenience perspective, thing. I would yeah, say, yeah, okay. from a design perspective. But if you were to keep them in the fridge, I would keep them around the middle. Yeah. Now, remember in Ireland, our temperatures aren't as high as they can be in other countries. So we're not, unfortunately, gifted with the 32 degrees or the 50. So, you know, our eggs are, you know, eggs can be held at room temperature. We live, we, we, we've, a, we're, we're, we've an A-rated house mm. last summer, mm. heat wave. Mm. To, and we've like dialy things inside the house. Oh, yeah. It tells us the temperature of other rooms. We were hitting like 27, 28 degrees yeah. and because we're south facing, we opened the doors and nothing, it didn't. Yeah. And it was fascinating in terms of the food and just the impact that that kind of heat would uh, oh, yeah. would have on the food. And, all, and, and that was where definitely I noticed where stuff was in the fridge yeah. would it would it would increase or decrease its use it, its usability. Yeah, but it does. Like I have, uh, I sent you some notes. But where you hold something and the temperature that it's held at, even the wilting of vegetables, like holding it at three degrees higher for the same amount of time as a veg that was three degrees lower, you know that causes degradation. That's only three degrees, let alone what twenty seven degrees could do. So therefore, you'd be using cool, dark, dry, dark places. If you think about what happened a long time ago, they had pantries that were cold, dark, damp places or larders off kitchens. And that was their exact function. You know, just dark, cooler places where the temperature wouldn't before the invention of the refrigerator and refrigeration. It it is important to, to remind people then if you take stuff out of packaging, Check the use by date. Stick it on the stick it on the container. Yeah, you know you are very diligent about what you do. Whereas if I decant something and put it, it you know put it in, I might not know where it is or yeah. how when I had yeah. it. Also, some of your condiments don't need to be stored in the fridge. Okay. Some of them do and some of them don't. Egg based ones, for example, mayonnaise, tartar sauces, hollandaise, anything like that. They should be stored in the fridge. Okay. There will be something written on the back of the package saying how to store them. Once it's opened, please refrigerate and use within a certain amount of time. Things like jam, 
if it's a proper jam now, not a low sugar jam, but if it's uh, a proper jam with 60% sugar, the sugar actually uh, does the preservation oh, for yeah, you. Course, yeah. So that can be held in um, in a in a press. Now, a lot of manufacturers, um, I had a discussion with uh, a buyer of jam and we were having big, you know, we'd had, like, you know, I get caught up in these little discussions, but we had a big set too about it. But a lot of some jams do have um, a refrigeration instruction on them. And that's probably due to the fact that they may not have as much the sugar. sugar content. Mm, yeah. So just to be aware, um, things like vinegars and stuff like that, they don't need to be your chilli sauce. Probably doesn't. If it's got a they high taste level vinegar. They nice they're cold, don't they? They can do. They can yeah. do. Well, it depends on what you're looking for as well, especially on a 27 degree day. It would definitely taste better. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, some products should be left in their packaging. I shouldn't actually take them. Why do you do it for vi- for organization and visuals. Mm. I like the fact that it looks nice and everything's the mm. same size yeah. and I know I've got issues. But they some some should be left in their packaging and there's a really good reason for that. Yeah. Manufacturers and multiples um when they're you know when they're developing products they want to get as long a shelf life as possible on the food to avoid food waste as well because it's nobody's interest for food to be thrown out. So there's, a, again, an awful lot of science goes into the development of plastic packaging. I know plastic isn't great. However, there are small laser um, little holes in packaging that reduces the oxygen exchange. Whereas if you, when you take something out of the packaging, you're opening it up to the environment and to all of the oxygen. Whereas when it's kept in its, in, in its plastic packaging um, and held, you know, held in a, in a, in a confined in at the, in refrigeration, it actually is more stable and you can get longer out of it. So that explains why there are little holes in like the blueberries mm-hmm. and, the, and the, not the, the strawberries, strawberries and a few others yeah. have little holes, little but round even, holes in them. But any plastic packaging you see will all have it. They're just laser. They're so small, you can't actually see it. If you had a tomato in a plastic bag, a normal plastic bag, you see the condensation will build up on the inside of it. Whereas uh, tomatoes in um, a regular, in their packaging, they don't have that. And that's to do with the fact that there are these tiny laser, thousands of them, tiny laser little holes that allow very slow exchange of air, therefore slows down the rate of enzyme action. Therefore, you extend the shelf life of the product. So that's one of the reasons that you could keep things in packaging. Nothing to say you couldn't put it into a glass container in its packaging, you know. Yeah, and leave also, it in the packaging. And leave it in the packaging. The other thing um, would be sterilization. When you take things out of their packaging and you decant them, they're going from a sterilized jar, for example, yeah. pickles or something like that. Oh, yeah. Someone gave out to me last week for doing that, too. I put my gherkins out of there. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I got a DM. Why did you take it out of the glass and put it into the glass? Because it yeah. looks nice. Actually, I have to admit, <laughs> friends of mine who are home economists, girls from college, they're all going, why does he take his Birkins out? It's like, There's I don't answer. know. But, and, and it is to do with the sterilisation. They're, they're they were looking at it from a sterilisation. Okay. So yeah, you've yeah. taken it from a sterilised yeah. jar in a sterilised environment and you're introducing other bacteria. So the rate of exchange and you're introducing more that may or may not help. And would, do I reduce the chance of that happening if the containers are dishwashered before... Mm, yes well yes you are because they they have been um, washed at high temperatures and then steamed and allowed dry so to a degree yes but to sterilise something properly you generally put it into into an oven and like if we're home sterilising for jam making you put it into an oven wet so that you take the temperature right up kill all the bacteria and then pour the hot liquid in and allow it to cool in a vacuum environment 
So you are introducing more, but I do understand it is nice to be able to present something and to decant. You know, I, I can understand that. And I probably get away with it because of the speed at which we yeah. go through our fridge. Yeah, you're see with somebody like me where I can buy things and put them in and, you know, you might discover those sun-dried tomatoes at the back of the fridge, a <laughs> yeah. couple, you know, we have to be aware of that. And that's why it's good to have a clean out of the fridge occasionally. Yes. Every two months, really, you know, you should have a, a clean and out. Talk and me through, through that. Is that literally taking everything out, scrubbing it, washing it, uh, spraying it, or what? Or what do you do? Yeah, you'd well, just first of all, you'd maintain. If it spills, you wipe it up. Oh yeah, you start. Oh, no, gotcha. Yeah, and take everything out. But remember again that when you, if you open the fridge door, you're allowing the temperature to go up and the food that's in it. If you were going to do a big clean, take everything out, put them into cool bags because you want to maintain the cool chain. So the supermarkets have spent an awful lot of money maintaining a cool chain. So for us to break it at home, we have to be, you know, we have to take a certain amount of responsibility for that. So you would start at the top if you were going to clean it, take everything out. I would take the things out of the fridge, the, the shelves out, yeah. close the door, put, you know, do it maybe shelf by shelf over a period of time. It doesn't all have to be done in one go, but start at the top and work down and then wipe I'd always wipe if I had a, like the mayonnaise out or a, a condiment, wipe the bottom of it. And they're always sticky and gooey. They are because yeah, that's when you don't wipe it up. That's when the wiping doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's important that you do wipe because you are introducing bacteria mm-hmm. and touch points in your fridge. You might wipe those every week. So like salad drawers or if you had sticky fingers or the door handles, you know, the hide, you know, where, where a lot and of, of course, the touch after points. After COVID, we're more aware of touch points. Yeah, we are. We're ve- we're Did like we ever know what a touch point no. was before <laughs> COVID? No. Now we know. So it's the, to- the touch points and to keep those clean as well. And you would... Uh, generally, you don't use strong detergents when you're cleaning a fridge because remember, you've got food, so you don't want to introduce a chemical and chemical contamination to your food because some like if you were to take a bleach to your fridge, oh, yeah, no. you know, the smell of it. But equally, you're also bringing chemical in. You've no guarantee that yeah. you're going to wash it off well enough. So don't so use sprays on the fridge. You can use custom made sprays oh, yeah. or you could make your own spray if you wanted vinegar, vinegar a bit of bicarb and um, yeah. But remember, the vinegar is going to be could be quite strong smelly. Yeah. So I generally just use soap. Soap and water like, you know, and wipe it out and just wipe as you go. And if you take out your shelves, you can put them into the dishwasher as long as you've read the manual and make sure that they are dishwasher safe and they're not going to, you know, uh, fall asunder inside your dishwasher and melt. That's not something that you actually you want. That would not be good. No. So once every two months, deep clean the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. As 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 you can see. You know, when you can see the dirt building up as well, you just have to make sure that, that you're not actually contributing to that. So give it a wipe out. Like if your milk, milk can be a dirty one or some cheeses and things like that. They can actually be tricky ones as well. But clean the containers as well. Like I'm sure you wash all your containers once yeah. they're and they go back into the shelf left open, allow the air to circulate through them. Yeah. So, you know, that's Wouldn't important. be quite as efficient as you described. But yeah, they're, 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 I, I know, I they're, they're, they're washed anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I fully believe you are. <laughs> Um, okay, so the key, I suppose that there's lots of key takeaways from this. One of the key takeaways is that, yes, by doing it, it can reduce your waste, mm-hmm. which is a really good thing. Yeah. The fridge thing is fascinating in terms of the open door relative to 45 minutes for it to boot back up. And in yeah. terms of energy consumption, obviously, that's huge. Well, your compressor is working and yeah. you're bringing a temperature down. So, you're, you, you know, every, all the coils at the back. One of the other things as well, if you're looking at um, efficiency, sometimes, like maybe once a year, pull your fridge out dust it down the back, yeah, the yeah. coils at the back. But, but underneath that, it's always yeah. dusty. Yeah, really and there could me. be a drip. Uh, <laughs> there could be a drip 
um, a drip tray at the bottom that needs to be washed and make sure you wipe down the back of the fridge as well. But uh, yeah, wipe down the coils. Like you can actually get the Hoover attachment and just dust it down because remember, that's where the, the gaseous exchange is happening mm-hmm. as in the, you know, you're getting rid of the heat out of the back of the fridge and that's what you want to get rid of. But if you have an insulating layer of dust on it, you're holding on to it so your fridge has to work a little bit harder. And practical things as well, Carl, you know, make sure your fridge isn't next to your cooker or next to the dryer or next to the washing machine or in a direct sunlight. We've actually, you don't see it in Instagram. We have a, a fridge for alcohol. Oh, yeah next to the dryer in the utility room. <laughs> so that, that's that getting fridge, moved quite quickly. That fridge uh, is yeah. going to have to work hard then to maintain the temperature because yeah, yeah. so yeah, so just now it's not always possible at home in homes to do this. Yeah. But if you had an ideal situation, yeah. you would take these factors we're moving, into consideration. We're building a new kitchen at the minute or we're designing a new kitchen at the minute. So I'm going to design that. I'm going to bring in my a, kitchen fell on the way home and say this is what we're doing. In a dark dull corner is <laughs> where you want your fridge really. And ideally, you know, when we talk about this, you know, your fridge is very organised. But for people at home, just when you open the fridge, you don't want it open for long, as we said, the compressor. So you really should be able to put your hand in, put your hand on what you want and close the door again. It's like, it's like a five second rule. Yeah, rather than leaving it open and having an old look going, what am I going yeah. to have? And if you become familiar and you rotate what's in your fridge, you will become very aware of where things are and what you are consuming and how much you are or you aren't, you know, using. And you can manage your own waste a little bit more efficiently that way as well. This has been a fascinating half an hour and it's absolutely flowed. I could stay here for another hour very easy. But anyway, that's my fridge thing. Um, most importantly of all, then, if people Thank want you. to touch base with you, if mm-hmm. so, if any publishers might want to publish a book on fridges or something like that, they will not, they will well, not find anyone if, more, if, if, if I, oh, the more smart, driven than you Anybody who's are. developing a smart fridge technology, I'm wide open. Um, no, my my own my uh, Instagram handle is a underscore boucher and it's B O U C H I E R. If anybody wants to DM me, I my my, pa- my page is public, so you know. Or you can uh, get in touch with me at um, Agnes Boucher hyphen Hayes at T Technical University of the Shannon dot I E. At some stage after this app goes out, we might do it an Instagram live from my fridge, and you can from wherever you are, and we can you can tell everyone what I should and shouldn't be doing because I'm gonna change. I'm going home to the food shop today uh, purposely because I was gonna chat to you, yeah. and I'm gonna. I'm going to change some of the stuff that I've done off the back of it. Do you bring one thing I'd like for people to take yeah. away as well as do you take cold bags with you? No. When you go just. I have two big Ikea bags. They're, I, br- I've they're seen really the handy. Ones. Oh, they're so handy. But just in just especially in, during the summertime, if you have a chill bag with you for your fish, again, yeah. maintaining the cool chain and for your meats, usually it's fine during the winter. But if you were like doing your food shop and then you were flying out just to the bookshop to pick up something or something. That's extra time where mm-hmm. your food isn't in the fridge and you're actually not maintaining the cool chain. Yeah. So time, so time be between food shop and in the fridge is important. Mm. Don't yeah. leave them in the if you're going all to get stu- Yeah, if you're going to get stuck in traffic. And, I, you know, this is for, I'm not talking about freezer products, obviously. There, you know, you'd be aware of that. But for your fish or your meat, every 15 minutes that a piece of fish is out of the fridge, it loses one day of shelf life. Every 15 minutes? 15 minutes, minutes yeah. Wow. That it's out of the cold chain. <clears throat> Out of the zero to five, it actually so that even that should impact how you do your food shop in the supermarket mm. because that up. should be the last thing. Unless you have your, your and generally it is in terms yeah. of the, how shops position all the stuff. Yeah. It's generally towards the end, unless you go the other right. Yeah, the wrong way it's, it's at the it, back but yeah. usually, but um, just bring a cold bag with you. I used to work in Bordish Givari, the Irish Sea Fisheries Board. Okay. So that was one of the, the, the big takeaways and one of the big learnings that we had. So just to be That's aware of that. That's fascinating. Mm, yeah. And, the, you know, everybody has worked so hard to maintain the quality and particularly fish. If you were doing your shop on Monday and you weren't using it till Friday, you want to have the fresh fish and fish doesn't go off as quickly as people think it does. 
I'm not here on behalf of BIM. No, but it's a brilliant tip. It's a, but it's a fantastic tip. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. This has been amazing. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I knew I would. Yeah, I, we, were all so with, we were on Claire Byrne together a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And off the back of that, I rang Tabitha and said, we have to have this lady on. She just knows everything. And she's on all the science. <laughs> and she, she talks about it really nicely. Uh, it's been wonderful to have you in. Thank you Thanks so, so much for coming. My and uh, we might do an Instagram live in the future from the fridge. You can tell me directly in case okay. I've missed anything. Yeah. Folks, that is it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. You know where we are, realhealth at independent.e. At Carl Henry PT on Instagram. I want to see photographs of all your lovely fridges with all those tips taken on board over the course of the next few weeks. So send them over and let me see them. We'll see you next week for more Real Health. Slong a full. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.